Hey, welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast. Today is Sunday, November 29, and I hope you're doing very well. I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving, and if you're not in the United States, if you're in Belgrade or you're uh, in somewhere in Holland, I hope you're well and you are making the world a better place like I am. I'm not making the world a better place, but those people who listen to this program know that I had a bottoming out the other night when I realized that I was in bed at night trying to fool the artificial intelligence, Amazon or Apple or whoever the fuck controls my TV. I was tired of having things recommended for me. I wanted to see the whole world. I didn't want to just have more soccer quote-unquote documentaries recommended to me. And so what I was doing was selecting things that I would never watch, trying to fool the algorithm. Like, that's, that's how ineffectual I am. If You also notice on this podcast, I'll just fucking try words and hope that they're in the ballpark. That seems ineffectual, like not having much of an impact. How did he impact the world? Well, he was very good at, uh, he thought he was very good, even though... The algorithm and the AI knows much more than he does. So after that moment of bottoming out, when I was lying in bed, and actually I think the bottoming out was me talking about it on a podcast, realizing, what what are you doing, man? Is, is, is this a good use of your time trying to fool the TV? <laughs> what a lonely place I must occupy. Anyway... After talking about it on the podcast, I realized that's a pretty dark moment, and I, I said I should should get out of bed and go volunteer. So I took myself up on it. I did not get out of bed and volunteer, but in the last couple of days, I have scouted around for some volunteer opportunities and found one that I think is going to be it's going to be very attractive to me, and I will keep you posted on that as it develops. Um, but to give you one more data point into what an asshole I am, I sent the organization, who does great work it seems, saying I would like to be involved and oh, just FYI, or by the way, or out of curiosity, do you all have a religious affiliation? I wanted to know if I am volunteering for a religious organization. Is that what it was? Because, but essentially what I'm saying is if you are in any way affiliated with religion, I am not going to help you. What a pre- Which is kind of like the most religious <laughs> thing to do, right? You're not one of me, so you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> I don't know. Does hell apply to all religions? I was raised without it. I'm just ignorant. I was raised without religion. I still have plenty of the attendant bullshit that comes with it, but I was raised without it. But I thought, what a prick I am. Hey, I'd love to be involved, but let me ask you this. Uh, do you have a... I know you're doing good, but are you also religious? That's... I know that religion does a lot for... I don't know. You know what? Every religious person I know says they don't like organized religion. They like faith and spirituality and all that other stuff. So... Let's do away with religion. But what a prick I am to say, yes, I'd love to be involved. 
am I a prick? Or is it like a reasonable question? Well, you know what it is? It's reasonable if you're religious. Because if you're not a religious person, everything you do is looked at in a very condescending way by religious people. And I'm just saying that as a heretic to the religious people out there. You're all very condescending the way you look at people. Oh, oh, you're, <laughs> you, you're not with the faith? Well, <laughs> you just look at us condescendingly. And you know what? That does not make us want to join your tribe. Tribe. I can still say tribe, right? Depends how you use it. But anyway, I reached out. I reached out. That's what I do. I'm grown, so I reach out. I don't send an email or make a call. I reach out, and I will let you know what I find out. I'm going to, even if they say, yes, we are religious as hell, I think what they're doing is so cool that I'm still going to try to be involved. And then they might say to us, to me, hey, are you religious? And I'll be like, I am not. It wasn't a choice. Like all the best things in my life, it wasn't a choice. It just happened, right? It was not very intentional. I just was not really. They'll be like, well, then you cannot help us. We need somebody who is good and pure and people who aren't and want to make the world a better place. And people who aren't religious aren't like that. We're atheists. Just saying that word out loud sounds like it sounds like you're like the apex predator racist. It's like the worst athe atheist. That sounds like the worst fucking thing you can be, atheist. Is this really where I wanted to go? Uh, no, it isn't at all. I want to talk about candy bars. But I'll let you know what happens with the volunteering opportunity. I hope that I'm not turned away for A, not being a religious person, and B, uh, for being an asshole who asks about your religiosity. Uh, because I looked at the, I looked at their website, their, uh, their, whatever you call it, their web presence, and I could not tell. Which usually is like, we are, but we're trying to make sure that atheists will volunteer too. <laughs> we'll see, I'll keep you posted. That's not what I want. I want to talk about candy bars. But I feel like I don't want to leave too many hanging threads from past conversations we've had. So I want to read the letter, the letter, the email that I got from someone uh, because I mentioned that people have communicated to me. And this was the first letter. First letter? Dear sir, I hope these tidings. I'm not going to do a war impression. I'm going to read the email this person sent me and apparently this was after I uh, described my bottoming out and described how I was trying to break up with the internet and now I'm whoa dude I'm more than a week without Facebook a week without Instagram by Facebook talked about that you fucking bought the company Zuckerberg you didn't do shit you bought it I mean don't get me wrong. I know you trolled women and harassed them online when you were at Harvard. But as far as Instagram, that's just a company you bought. I think. I think. Instagram was a thing first, right? Well, to do a minimum of preparation. No. <laughs> so I was describing how I was trying to break up with the internet and get away from social media. I have deleted Twitter. 
And I am trying to figure out why I need why I need to stay on Facebook. Instagram, that seems like the coin of the realm. For now, I have to keep Instagram. But I haven't been on it in whatever I said, week. I just heard my daughter from a different, like a different structure. I'm in the basement and she's in the house proper. And I just heard, Dada. And don't tell her I'm down here hiding from responsibility. <laughs> her mom's like, where is that fucking asshole? I told you I was going to be in the basement. <laughs> her mom knows that I'm doing this. And her mom and I had a spirited discussion this morning of candy bars that maybe I'll get to in a moment. Basically, all right, I will get to the letter, the letter, the email this person sent me. And I'm so grateful. If you want to get in touch, email yesjoesmith at gmail.com. And let's chop it up. That's a nice organic interaction. I don't feel like I'm soliciting too much. Like, hey, dial this number. Even though, what am I, mad at people for trying to build engagement? No, I'm not. That's what you should be doing. But for me, it sounds great if you just email me your thought and uh, we'll go from there. So here's what this person sent. This person wrote to me. Let me know if I'm being annoying, but I'm so glad you're going through a lot of stuff I went through about a year ago. <laughs> Which is like when I was, you know, as at a low point like you are. <laughs> I went through about a year ago. I've been off social media, Netflix, Amazon, TV for a little over a year now. Great. I'm just hopelessly addicted to YouTube and podcasts where I also try to confuse the algorithm by listening to everything I disagree with. <laughs> Please let the record reflect that the person who sent this email in now listens to things with which they do not agree, uh, presuming that this podcast could be part of that equation, <laughs> which is fine, like I say. If you want to refer the podcast to people, please do. That's how it grows in a way that would be satisfying to me. It's organic. Oh, hey, have you checked out Joe's podcast called Getting Mac? That would be fucking phenomenal. But also, if you're inclined to just say, you know who would hate this? My, my A, B, and C person? Feel free to send it to them, too. I don't mind. This person says they're trying to confuse the algorithm by listening to everything they disagree with. Now I get... Double the propaganda. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, I haven't started down that yet because I, I didn't do it on social media, I guess. All right, so it continues here. I wanted to say about the Detroit watch thing. For those of you who are just jumping in now, I, in I think the episode called Detroit versus Everybody, I expressed some skepticism about a watch company that led very prominently with Made in Detroit. And I thought perhaps they were trying to less than show pride in Motor City. They were perhaps, and this is my flippant judgment from my basement with no knowledge, perhaps trying to just this much exploit the suffering that has taken place in the great American city of Detroit. 
perhaps they were just trying to exploit it a little bit by leading with made in Detroit. And so being an asshole and a skeptic, I'm like, was it, is it made in Detroit? I don't know. But this is what he's talking about. I think it's, it is a he. I wanted to I say that like because I've had millions of fucking people send in emails. I know exactly there one person emailed me and it's a he. I know that. Or the name suggests it's a he. Oh no. Here we go. I wanted to say about the Detroit Watch thing. There's something I'm missing where I don't understand your beef with the company exploiting the city of Detroit. <laughs> Spoken like a true capitalist. I thought I was saving the environment by driving a Prius until someone told me Toyota is getting all the parts for the car from the poorest countries possible and shipping those parts all across the world in huge diesel boats, dumping oil into the ocean, killing all the whales, and exploiting the poorest countries. Now, I don't know if that's true, but am I now part of the fake news am i part of the misinformation machine if i just repeat that because now everybody's heard it like it becomes in your head true to some degree dude am i fucking alex jones i think just repeating that well fuck it who cares who cares we're all dummies anyway I don't know if that's true, but, and I don't know what your point is. Like, hold on, I'll get, we'll fucking finish the, finish reading the email. He thought he was saving the environment by driving a Prius until someone told me about all the horrible shit. The, well, yeah, you, I mean, okay. The true evil, I think we can agree on, he says, inflating value on something that is actually worthless. A watch. <laughs> all right. The story about Detroit is half true. They outsource the parts and assemble them in Detroit. But the sales pitch that you should give them your money for a watch is 100% bullshit. Okay, I don't want to say you're confusing the two points, the point I was trying to make, because it seems like you're making two points. Corporations and businesses are evil, or not evil. They are going to do whatever they can to make money, even if it involves... Uh, gently exploiting the struggles of a, a great American city. But that sales pitch that you should give them, with the, the other thing that you're saying, I guess, spending a lot of money on a watch is dumb. Well, that's that's for you and your, you know. I like a nice watch. I, like, I gotta be honest, I like a nice watch. I don't know about uh, I, I don't know how much those watches are, and I don't even know if this is true. But the fact that I'm reading it makes it true. The store they outsource. All right, I'm gonna set aside the watch part of it because you can make the case easily, and I could buy it. Spending a lot of money on a watch is dumb. You can, I, yeah, you can make that point, no problem. But it's the other part that I'm more interesting. The story about Detroit is half true. They outsource the parts and assemble them in Detroit, according to the person who sent me this email. So they can slap on their made in Detroit. It's not fucking made in Detroit. Is it? It's put together in Detroit. The components are made somewhere else. 
All right, he goes on. Because in my quest to be independent, shout out to you, uh, I have learned that Amazon, Walmart, and all the businesses are just trying to get my hard-earned money. Uh-oh. Hard-earned. Hard-earned, sir. I think you have revealed yourself to be... That means we probably have at least one Republican listener. Because Democrats don't talk like that. They're like, my money, you know, I work hard, but I don't describe it as hard-earned. Republicans describe their money as hard-earned. Like, meaning... It's fucking mine, and I'm not giving, giving any of it away to you. <laughs> uh, business is trying to get my hard-earned money. The best thing I can do with my money is pay myself by saving or investing it. Well, yeah, that's, that is republicanism. Best thing I can do with my money is give more of it to me. <laughs> I don't need to pay Jeff Bezos or a Detroit watch company. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so you're saying... I'm not shitting on your religious, sorry, your religious persuasion, which is clearly Republican. But I do, uh, but I, I'm not shitting on that. What you're saying is, I make my money and I don't want to give it to a fucking corporation. Okay, respect. I'm also, he says, he goes on, I'm also not going to have propaganda on either side stirring me up to be dependent on the government, which is also a Republican statement. We need government. Government does a lot of things. Also, if you want to not be dependent on the fucking government, then let's do away with the military. Okay? But millions of people, the government, the fucking military, pardon me, didn't mean to say the fucking military, but that's how I talk, is like a welfare state itself. And I'm not saying that's bad. I really, the, the military takes care of more people on a day-to-day -day basis than anybody else in this country. But it's also like welfare, I think. I'm pretty sure. I suspect. I'm a fucking asshole talking in my basement trying to figure this shit out, just like you. Uh, a lot of people depend on the military to fund their day-to-day -day lives. And that's okay. Maybe also we could fund a bunch of other shit that's not under the umbrella of the military as well I'm not saying to get rid of the military I'm not going to have propaganda on either side stirring me up to be dependent on the government all right that's all this fake wrestling show does gets you so fearful and hateful of the other side absolutely that you give up your independence and attention and money to whichever side you agree with 100% and that's why I'm starting a patreon beginning this week <laughs> I'm on fucking all sides. I'm not on all sides. I'm on my side. But my side is not fuck your side. Know what I'm saying? You hear that, hopefully. I'm trying to figure out... I'm trying to find commonality. I'm trying not to buy into this. I'll be over here screaming. You be over there screaming. I'm also not saying that I'm... I don't have a viewpoint, and I'm not, uh, I don't care greatly about things, and I don't think that some of your shit is bullshit, because I do, just like some of my shit is bullshit, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to find the, I'm trying to find the way forward, hopefully you hear that, and you're like, yeah, dude, you're trying, and <laughs> just be, let's not mistake activity for accomplishment, just because you're trying, doesn't mean you're succeeding. 
I do agree, though, with this this point here that the fake re- he says the fake wrestling show all it does is get you so fearful and hateful of the other side that you give up your independence and attention and money to whichever side you agree with. Uh, what I do know is there is no profit in getting along, or at least it doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be profit in that. It seems to be the Financial opportunities are in the Discord, to which this astute, thoughtful, curious writer who is kicking the tires on his operation and how he does his life, which I'm all about, man. Shout out to you for breaking up with Amazon and Walmart and all that shit. I'm, I'm all for that. Like, why do I do the things I do? Does it make sense? Do the assumptions hold up in my operation? The more, he says, the more emotional you get, the more money and power you give them. (sighs) Yeah, part of that. I mean, I'm also not advocating withdrawing from society and just letting it go into a fucking toilet. That's why I'm going to volunteer for a place that (laughs) is going to... I'm going to get fired from a volunteer position before I even have it. Isn't that amazing? Because I asked them if they were religious. The more money and power you give them. If I can quote myself. (laughs) You have in, we have, all of us have, 100% attention. Our attention is finite. There is 100% of our attention. And how we allocate and assign that attention literally determines what we value so if i assign all my attention to trying to fool walmart or trying to fool the apple algorithm or whoever is watching me watch tv while i'm in my bedroom spelling out to my wife because i'm so conscious of the big technology listening that i'm fucking assigning attention to that i'm saying that's very important to me To which someone else might say, yeah, that's why you're a fucking child. If I don't spend my time and attention, if I don't spend my, and and by the way, my attention, if I assign it over here, it comes from somewhere else, right? It's a finite amount. I can't go get more attention. So what we assign, all right, what what is, what are you doing here, dude? We smoke a pipe and talk about attention capacity? Like, who, who wants to listen to this? Sorry, sorry. I'm gonna continue with this, but you're right. Well, how you assign, what you do with your money and emotion matters, right? What you do with your your attention and your emotion matters. And I'm just not a per. I I like the fight, but I'm just not somebody who's gonna sit there. That's why I'm trying to find the fucking common ground here. I'm trying to not a common ground. I'm trying to find a way forward. I am not just inclined to stand over here and fucking scream at you. It's just not, because I don't think progress is made. And you know what? People who are really on the front lines of the struggle are like, fuck you, dude. All we can do is scream across the aisle because you're not fucking listening. I'm listening. I'm just, you know what I'm saying. You'll remember when I said once about QAnon. That's what kills me about conspiracy theories. No, everything is not as it seems. 
Imagine being a black person and saying, dude, everything is exactly as it fucking seems and you guys don't give a shit. This is my lane. My lane is to try to figure out try to figure out something. I, I don't know, who gives a shit what my lane is? But he's right. If you give attention and emotion and you yes, you're giving you're giving power. So I, I feel you. And then he says, Well, time to get back to work. Let me know if I'm being annoying or just ignore this. I just don't have any outlets for my ideas. Well, then you should do what I did and start a fucking podcast. <laughs> you, you know what, sir? I am your outlet. And I appreciate you writing in. And I like the fact, like I said, that you're kicking the tires on doing what you do. I don't know what I take away from that letter. I take away a couple of things. One, this guy does not like nice watches. So <laughs> he probably has a jank watch on his wrist right now. And I, that's fine. There are times in my life where I would think a watch was stupid. But I like a nice watch. And that might be stupid. I don't spend a lot of money on watches, but I like nice watches. I don't like the big, like, here's my cock. I don't like the Hummer, here's my cock. The Hummer of watches, like that guy who, you know, like shaves his forearms and has a watch that looks like that thing in Puerto Rico that, they used in James Bond and you know what can you say it dude is it like a some sort of radar or energy is there or is there not in Puerto Rico a dish satellite dish let's call it that I don't like those in Puerto Rico that maybe was in a James Bond movie I don't know but I don't like those big watches with the shaved arm guys Hello, I'm fucking swoles and insert corny cliche about my penis or my dad didn't hug me or whatever it else. Maybe mom didn't hug you. Now I can hear that little girl upstairs making noises that do not sound like joy. But what I take away from this letter is, hell yeah, he's, this is somebody who is, you don't have to do Instagram. You don't have to do Amazon. You don't have to do any of that shit. Eventually, you'll have to, you know, you'll say, I can just, I can just enjoy this one company, this one product, and I won't have to, there's, I'm, I'm an ethical consumer, and none of the things in my room right now have plastic in them, which comes from oil, which comes from, you know, kidnapping people and exploit, like, but good for you. You're trying to be con you're conscious. I like that. And what, what am I fucking sitting here in judgment? I just wanted to read that letter because I mentioned it. It's not a letter, dude. It didn't have a stamp on it. My letter carrier, Mr. Brian out there on the street, didn't drop it off. Uh, so anyway, good. Pursue. Pursue what? Uh, you, you heard the letter and letter. You heard the email and thank you. Please write in and see if I can make a hash out of your thoughts as well, like I did this person's. I just wanted to close the loop on that. Speaking of, I couldn't tell you if they're an ethical company or not, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to the Eggman. I told you about 
the time I heard somebody at the farmer's market ask another vendor, ask a vendor if he was Jewish. And I was like, wow, that's something I would say. <laughs> no, I was like, wow, that's uh, that's rather forward. I think I'm going to be the good cop in that process and go over and buy some eggs from the person who was asked his religious affiliation. And look at me getting upset by the person asking if this guy's Jewish when I'm sending a company a note saying, what is your religious persuasion or affiliation? God, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. But I went back and I... I said, oh, that was an interesting exchange, and I'd like to buy some eggs from you, Eggman. And now I see the, the Eggman uh, at the farmer's market every week. And we've struck up a, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. And I bought a T-shirt from the Eggman at a, uh, let's just say he drove a hard bargain. <laughs> If you know what I mean, he was very good with the money. <laughs> I bought a t-shirt from him, and I repped them because uh, I like the t-shirt. And the eggs are delicious. And I'm not going to tell you the name. <laughs> the name of the farm is called Grateful Pastures. And I think it's from a place in Georgia called Manfield, which doesn't make sense. Maybe Mansfield, Georgia? Is that associated with Powell Mansfield? Powell, if you're listening, will you let me know? Powell Mansfield is an Atlanta-based comic and actor and many other things. And I've heard people talk about Mansfield. I'm not talking about Powell's business. I've heard, anyway, if that is you, Powell, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But this farm, Grateful Pastures, is in Mansfield, Georgia. That's all I know about it. And the eggs, I gotta say, are delicious. My Eggman friend, whose name I don't know, that's how good of friends we are. It's like, I don't have, you know, have you ever heard someone say that the bartender is a friend of theirs? Like, oh no, I go, the bartender there is a friend of mine. Oh, Mo and Joe's, Mo's and Joe's. Yeah, the bartender is a friend of mine. And you're like, well, okay. Were they your friends before you went to the bar? <laughs> or do you go to the bar so much that y'all struck up a nice friendship? Those are different things. Eggman and I, and I just like to refer to him as Eggman because it seems disrespectful. Now, I don't know why, because that's who he is, because that's the walrus, cuckoo cuckoo, and it's also a Beastie Boys song with, I think, a Curtis Mayfield sample in it. What is it, Superfly? I don't know. But anyway, who cares, dude? The egg vendor, he's more than an egg man. He's a nice Jewish boy <laughs> with some poultry. The eggs are delicious. And if you were ever interested in buying eggs for at least three times what you could get them for in a supermarket by all means, reach out to Grateful Pastures. But the eggs are delicious. And they are pasture-raised. Not, as I thought he was saying, pasteurized. Like, you fucking boil them? Like, how? how'd that work? 
pasture raised. They are delicious eggs. And you know what? The guy is nice. And if the owner of this company, or maybe Powell, maybe one of maybe Powell Mansfield owns the farm for all I know. I will say this about this egg seller, this egg vendor. He represents your business well. He's a nice guy. He gives you plenty of information. He doesn't put the hard sell on you. He represents, I would give him a raise. As you know, they like money. <laughs> I would give him a raise. I, he's, a, he's a great representative of your business. And now I have a shirt that I'm wearing as we speak called... It says Grateful Farms, right? Grateful Farms? Grow, fuck. Grateful Pasture Farm in Mansfield, Georgia. They did not give me... Uh, that. There is no promotional fee paid by them. I will take promotional fees. Um, not from them. They, they, you know, they own a farm. <laughs> I don't know a bunch of fucking hippies on this podcast <laughs> pasture raised chickens bunch of other stuff delicious thank you for the ten dollar eggs and the uh, t-shirt one other thread that i did not want to leave hanging for too long is the brief discussion i had the other day about twix now let's get into some really heavy stuff what is the podcast about? Well, he goes on some half-baked ideas about religion, and then he praises and simultaneously shits on somebody's email they sent in, all the while calling it a letter, as if it was written with a quill pen. And then he talks about candy. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. But last time I talked about Twix being on the Mount Rushmore of candy bars, of chocolate confection, let's put it that way. So I was trying to come up with, and this will be, this will be if you email me your thoughts at yesjoesmith at gmail.com. Sorry, I have not been on Instagram, so you're going to have to email me. Email me your thoughts about the Mount Rushmore of chocolate candy. I have it as Twix. One and one, obviously. Well, how do you judge it in criteria, dude? It's like we're sitting in a bar talking, fucking saying some shit and talking some shit. So that's how it goes. For for my persuasion, it's Twix. It's the one hundred thousand dollar bar. So yes, I have a chocolate caramel bias the question is what is the third and i'm just putting three i know mount rushmore i believe has four presidents but whatever i'm, I'm looking for the big three i'm looking for the big three metallica anthrax megadeth slayer the big four three candies and so the third one i've talked this is what my wife and i were talking about this morning Wow, you guys really are making the world a better place. Is that what you did? You stayed home and talked about candy? Well, yeah. We're trying to social distance from the world. We did cancel. One of my siblings lives in Washington, D.C., and we were going to, he and his wife, 
my wife and myself and my nearly two-year-old daughter were going to meet at a place in North Carolina over Christmas for like three nights. That would have been a total of five individuals from two households. And we were going to buy a bunch of food and cook and eat and, you know, throw rocks in the lake and walk around, hike and drink and all that stuff. But we just canceled it last night. We canceled it out of a feeling of dissonance because I'm scared. It feels, it does not feel like the right thing to do. That's all I know about it for, for me. That's not to say what it is for you or your, your Jesus. We canceled it. So they're going to stay in D.C. and we're going to stay down here in Atlanta. But my wife and I were sitting at home this morning. What is the third one up there? And it's not, you know, it's not those old, like, Snickers, you know, like, I'm not putting a fucking Kind Bar on there. Kind Bar, by the way. Hey, it's Snickers, but we put it in a weird wrapper, so you'll think it's good for you. Kind Bar. I think I used to have a silly joke about a Kind Bar. Kind Bar is like... Meeting somebody who went to an Ivy League school. It's like, uh, I don't know. Or it's like going to an Ivy League school. Eating a, ki- eating a kind bar is like going to an Ivy League school uh, because you're a douchebag because it's douchey and you tell everybody about it, but it's also pretty good for you. Oh, that's, that's a good joke. Good joke, sir. Something something along those lines. What is the third candy at the top of the mount the mountain? There's Twix. We all agree on that. One hundred thousand dollar bar. It's a little lower on the candy shelf, and I eat one, you know, at Halloween time. I'm not a candy monster, but what's the third one? That's the question. That is the question. Reese's peanut butter cups? No. They're not that good, first of all. And they are, they're not multidimensional. They're two-dimensional. Well, that's more than one, doesn't it? They're bi-dimensional. What else? You know who could very quietly be on there? And everybody sleeps on? Milky Way. What's wrong with Milky Way? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Milky Way. You could put Milky Way up there. I reached out to a candy enthusiast and got his insights. And he puts Kit Kat on there. Again, Kit Kat's a fine offering with... But you know what? Like Reese's, it suffers from bi-dimensionality. Because it's just chocolate and wafer. And the chocolate's not as good as the chocolates in Twix or $100,000 bar. I guess that's what I like. I like three dim- I like three-dimensional chocolates. So, Reese's is not on there. And then where do you go from there? M&Ms? I mean, it 
Eminem is like the Honda Accord. Like, there's nothing fucking wrong with it. Then why don't why why don't we value them more? Well, everybody who has one does. You have a handful of M and M's. You're not like, oh God, I wish I had a Nissan Sentra. You're like, no, these are these are phenomenal. But M and M's doesn't go up there. So I was trying to think. My cousin, who I reached out to, he suggested Kit Kat. That's fine, but it's not up there. And then he gave me a very very worthwhile consideration. Rolos. <laughs> you know what, Tom? Here's why Rolos stay off the goddamn list. Because they're too much of a pain in the ass to eat. That's why. Because you have to open each one one at a time. You don't have to do that with $100,000 bar or Twix, for that matter. But Rolos are very, very solid. So right now, Milky Way is going to occupy the third spot on my Mount Rushmore of candy. But let me know, like, the ones that I would choose, what about a Heath bar? Oh, I forgot about Heath bars. Also, let me know the most overrated candies, which my wife was like, yeah, you should should make that definitely a thing because you know what's at the top of the list? Butterfinger. And I said, that's true. Until you don't have anything else. And you're like, why don't I eat more Butterfingers? If you want a piece of candy and there's no other candy around. (laughs) I think I just might have written some new marketing script for Butterfinger. When you want candy and there's no other candy around. Butterfinger. (laughs) It's true. I don't want that shit clogging up my teeth and jaw. But if there's nothing else around and you want a candy... Butterfinger's legit. So tell me the most overrated candies, candy bars in this chocolate space. But tell me what's the third one? Clearly, I have a caramel chocolate bias. I mean, I'm not going to say caramellos, even though those are delicious. Because you know what caramellos are? It's essentially just a, a cup full of caramel. It's a chocolate cup full of caramel. Here you go. I said the other day, maybe Nestle's Crunch. Maybe. But I don't. I, I think they fall just short. There has to be a third one as good as one. $100,000 bar probably is the best. Probably is the best. I, I feel like I've taken enough of your time in this pursuit. 42 minutes. I'll... I'll I'll see if I can tell you one more story that I, that's kind of funny. Well, there's a fucking, that's like when a, someone brings you up. And I did a show sometime a couple of weeks ago and the guy brought me up. He's like, one of the funniest guys in Atlanta. And then I'm like, well, that's not true. I appreciate it. I mean, one of the funniest guys. Yeah. <laughs> but when you compare me with all the funny women, not a chance. Any comics out there are like, searching for the double and triple meaning in what I just said there is none I'm just riffing so stand down but he but it's that's what it's like he's like I'm gonna tell you a really funny story and you're like oh well didn't hear the funny parts I'm gonna tell you an interesting story and you can decide if it's funny two nights ago sometime in the middle of the night I had a dream 
that my daughter was on the bed next to me and she was about to fall off. She was about to roll off the side of the bed and I reached out and tried to, with my right arm, ensure, like cup her, pull her back to ensure that that didn't happen. And in doing so, I <laughs> I cupped my wife's face. <laughs> By the way, my daughter, how great is she? How generous is she for an only child? She's going to be an asshole, I'm sure. Well, she's going to be your kid, so yeah, chances are good. But like I've said before, my wife is such a good person, she might be enough to steer my daughter in 51% good, 49% asshole. But is this the sweetest thing you've ever heard? We've trying to teach her about sharing and taking turns and not bogarting fucking everything all the time that she when breast she is at times when breastfeeding suckling from my wife's what did I say the, the edge of the nipple the crown of it the the top of it she is lying there sideways I was going to say eating my wife's boot eating breastfeeding and she actually looks up at my wife and holds my wife's boob and offers the boob to my wife. That's fucking so awesome. She's trying to share my wife with herself. Which is, you know, it's the story of life. Share you with you. I thought that was very sweet. So in the dream, I cut my wife's face. And not in the dream. In reality, I cut in the dream. I'm trying to keep my daughter off the bed from rolling off the bed. In reality, I'm cupping my wife's face. And apparently I put it like my hand over her, <laughs> over her mouth. <laughs> and she woke up and woke me up and shoved my hand off. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I said, oh, it was a dream or something. And then we went back to sleep. And then in the morning, which would have been, I guess, yesterday morning, we were talking about it. I said, sorry, I Vietnamed you last night, <laughs> which is our term. Uh, also, like, like that watch company may exploit Detroit, we're exploiting the horrors that were inflicted upon millions of people who went to Vietnam by calling any weird sort of antisocial behavior that involves mental missteps. We call it Vietnaming. That's not, that's probably not right, but whatever. I said, I'm sorry I Vietnamed you. And, uh, by the way, not by the way, stick to this. My wife's mom, who was here visiting recently, she was married to the man who died on September 11th. Not in September 11th. He died at the age of 51, I think, on September 11th, and uh, of lymphoma. He actually was in Vietnam, and one time Vietnamed her when they were asleep. I think she, she woke up and he was, like, choking her. I was like, how, what do you mean you woke up? Give me a break. You were, you were awake the whole time, you dirty bird. But he Vietnamed her, and now I'm holding my hands around my neck. And she had to, like, talk him down. And uh, apparently was was a moment of uncertainty there. Uh, 
So stop fucking sending people to places that bring them back like that, have them come back like that. Okay? Okay. I did, I Vietnamed my wife and I said, sorry about that in the morning yesterday. And she said, yeah, I it was, I was like thinking, this is not a good, why would he kill me now? Exactly. That's, this is my whole thesis is that my wife is with me because long ago she determined I wouldn't hit her and that she was safe. And that's enough. Right? That's a pretty good start because one in three or one in five women don't get that. They don't get that guarantee. And my wife just figured out either I'm too much of a pussy that I wasn't going to hit her or kill her. And so her first thought was, why would he kill me now? I'm like, did you really think that? And she's like, well, yeah. But what I thought she was saying is, after all these years, why would he kill me? now like he could have done it when he was so much stronger more virile and had a lot more testosterone <laughs> still got a head of hair on me but that's you know just dna well that's what testosterone probably is too why would i do it now that's not what she was saying she was saying why would i do it present day she said like it just doesn't seem like things are set up <laughs> She was disrespect. She said, it doesn't seem like things are set up for it to be just the two of you, meaning me and my daughter. It's like, well, how do you know? How do you know what I'm doing in the basement? You think I'm down there just talking into space, but maybe I'm down there actually, you know, setting up a life for the two of us. But that she was like, no, nah, I just, it doesn't seem like the time is right. But men, isn't that fucking insane that my wife and I have been together for like 20 years or something like that total, boyfriend, girlfriend and all that. And that's what a woman, maybe it's, and I don't have a history of violence with her. Maybe, it, but that's what a woman thinks is, fuck, is he going to kill me? 20, 20 odd years in, whatever it is. And still a thought, like I've never thought that. I've thought, will she ever shut the... F <laughs> That's incredible. I'm like, you really thought that? She's like, well, yeah. You had your hand over my mouth and there was a little bit of pressure and she showed me how it worked. I was like, oh, sorry. Also, sorry your mom planted that idea in your head by marrying some guy that Vietnamed her. But how disrespectful is that? That she's like, in there as I'm like strangling her going why is he doing this it seems like the house isn't even cleaned and he's not going to know how to buy her clothes and she's not going to look as cute as she used to like <laughs> that's very disrespectful to think that we're not in a good position to move on without you we don't want to it wouldn't be nearly as much fun but it was interesting i went from apology sorry about that last night to like dude what the fuck how do you i I pay the mortgage and I'm paying extra principal. You don't know what I've done here. When I say I pay the mortgage, by the way, I mean I'm responsible for the money getting to the bank that owns part of our house. I don't mean that I pay the mortgage exclusively. I'm, we both contribute money to the mortgage, okay? If you must know, there. You know we both contribute money to the mortgage. But, I, but she doesn't know if I pay extra, and I do. You should. She doesn't know that. 
she doesn't know how much the mortgage probably is left on it. And you know what? It's less than she thinks. Well, very disrespectful. Like, no, I don't, I, no, that doesn't make sense. As, you know, as like her eyes are going, as like the darkness, if, when you know when you like black out, like from a roller coaster or whatever. Really? What kind of roller coaster is that? Fucking Vietnam roller coaster, that's what. Yeah. Saigon Six Flags. Six Flags Saigon. And the darkness is closing around you, like that centrifugal darkness, and you're like, I'm going to fucking go to sleep now. That's what she's thinking as I'm doing that to her, is I just don't think he's prepared to take care of this girl by himself. (laughs) Very disrespectful. All right, well, I had to at least finish the thread. I I wanted to, I don't want to be that, that Fred Armisen character on SNL from 100 years ago who starts a story and then just jumps to another one. So I wanted to at least finish the whatever happened with that letter. It's not a goddamn letter. That email I got from that person. And then also I, I do want to know what is what else is on the Mount Rushmore of chocolate confection. For, for my taste, it's Twix. It's $100,000 bar. And it would be Rolo if Rolo were singular. But because Rolos are plural, it's too much of a pain in the ass with all the foil. Let me know. Email me. And I will... I'll take it to the group. How about that? Have a great... I, I don't have time because I went longer. Who cares, dude? This probably will come out tomorrow on Monday because uh, I don't have time to do it right now. But... Uh, Thank you for the support, and I will talk to you very soon.